back to Tay Learning. My name is Olivia. And my name is Danny, and we are your co-hosts. And today, hopefully, we're bringing you the last installment of the Muses Harry Styles from the Vault Part 3, The Songs That Harry Wrote About Taylor. Chunky <laughs> title, but like, bear with us. <laughs> we literally didn't plan to have this be in parts at all, you guys. This was not supposed to be a multi-parter. It was supposed to be, oh, we'll go from the vault. And then it was like, well, shit, we should split up the songs and the content because there's so much. And then we were mid-recording mid-recording Taylor songs about Harry and we had to be like we need to split this into two parts this is going to be a two-hour episode yeah this whole thing was supposed to be one hour long episode nar no way was that gonna happen and if you've been along for this journey I'm sure you can understand why we could not fit all of this into just a one-hour session and if you have not been here for this journey I don't know why you clicked on part three go start back over We'll see you here. <laughs> That's something that, like, personally, I'm really proud of with Tay Learning and with what we do is that when we deep dive, we deep dive. Now, we, we can always go deeper. Olivia and I do oh, go yeah. deeper. Like, even before we hopped on hot mics, we've been FaceTiming for over an hour talking about mm-hmm. other things, Taylor Swift related. But when we say we're going to deep dive something, we're not going to give you a 15, 20 minute episode overview because that's not a deep dive. That's, I don't know, a conversation Scratching with a friend. Service. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to unpack here, and that's our job. So we take a lot of pride in really digging this stuff up. And ultimately, what we're doing, especially with talking about the songs, is we are offering you all the evidence that something could be about this situation on a silver platter for you to do with what you want with it. And this is with a very very specific like magnifying lens on this part of Taylor's life I'm sure a lot of these other songs that we talked about last week could be related to something else in her life that we'll talk about when we get to that point about her life but we're talking about Harry Styles right now especially when we're talking about stuff that we we don't know everything about yet right like Joe Alwyn for example there's Mm -hmm. a decent argument that like hits different is about joe alwyn with the information that jack ansonoff chose to just disclose about when hours after our episode went live last week literally i was like (laughs) you messy bitch why are you doing this anyway so like i'm just saying that we don't know everything we'll never claim to know everything we just have all the information and we deduce what we can and this is another opinion-based episode i'm sure we're gonna bring in some harry's some harry styles stands are gonna join us for this episode welcome, welcome. danny is one of you i'm one of you i had harry styles posters everywhere when i was in high school one direction was my brand thank god you can't get a tattoo under 18 or i would have had the 1d emblem tattooed oh like on my ass so i maybe not my ass but also maybe not not my ass <laughs> and to be clear I like and appreciate Harry Styles I was just never like a directioner I was very loyal to the Jonas Brothers so like if you want to hear me gush about a band boy it's gonna be Joe Jonas unfortunately despite him being stupid like I will always love him it's whatever it is what it is <laughs> I, I mean Harry Styles did a lot of stupid stuff on this timeline mm-hmm. and I still stand I yeah. I love him so much. I think he's iconic. One Direction fundamentally changed my brain chemistry. (laughs) I I stand by that. I was so obsessed. I have a box in my room full of all of the stuff that I had about them. Stamps and stickers and notebooks. And I loved, loved, loved loved One Direction. I still do. They always end up in like my top 10 artists every year on Spotify. Mm -hmm. All of this to say, we're going to talk about Harry. Welcome to Tay Learning. And a couple things. 
before we jump into it. Number one, I would do want to say if you have not reviewed this podcast, please review wherever you're listening from. If you review on Apple, what could happen, Olivia? If you review on Apple, like give us the rating and write out a review, your review could end up on the homepage of our website, tailoringpodcast.com. Which is so cool. Thank you to people who have done that. That's very sweet. So review us wherever you listen and share us. Obviously, we love when this community grows. And another thing, I haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks, but we don't add in music clips anymore, as many of you have noticed, because, you know, we're getting bigger and we want to respect art. But in every episode, we want you to know which songs we're referencing, especially ones you might not be as familiar with, like this episode with Harry's songs. So there will be linked in the description a click here if you click there it will take you to a spotify playlist of all of the songs we reference or talk about in order so if you don't know a particular song we're chatting about you can find it there so yeah hop on over to our spotify tailoring homework playlists and so. even if you want to pause this episode go listen to that playlist and come back so you have a little bit of context you're welcome to do that whatever you need or want for your learning or tailoring experience if you will yeah, do your Tay homework. <laughs> and the last thing before we jump into it, as always, we're going to take a real quick break to hear from our sponsors and we'll meet you right back here. Alrighty, let's get into it. So last week, if you were with us, we talked all the Taylor Swift songs that could be about Harry Styles that at least we thought could be about Harry Styles, right? If you have any others, we would love to hear from you because we just love to break down everything Taylor Swift and like what it could be about. But this episode is not about Taylor's songs. It's about Harry's songs because this is such a unique situation, I feel like, in Taylor's past where she dated another really good singer-songwriter who writes his emotions down. And while she has a lot of songs we think are about Harry Styles or could be about Harry Styles, he equally has a lot of songs that we think could be about Taylor Swift. And we wouldn't do his songwriting justice if we didn't give him his own episode to break those down. As we talked about with Harry Styles, having them both be really personal and emotional with their songs and divulging stuff through those songs, fill in the gaps of the timeline. Because using the you're losing me example we talked about earlier, we get more of a scope of the full scope, I guess, of her relationship with Joe Alwyn because of one piece of information when that song was written. And yep. the reason that that's important, or I'm using that reference, is because if we look at Harry's songs and when they were written or released or what have you, you get an idea of what happened on the timeline from an emotional level. Because the first episode of this three-parter was all about the factual timeline, stuff that we yeah. know happened there's photo evidence it happened mm -hmm. but that doesn't really touch on the emotions for either of them so it's really exactly. exciting that we get the chance to deep dive those feelings from both perspectives in a way that not just really matters but fills in all of those gaps exactly also last week if you were with us again if you weren't what are you doing here go listen and then come back but we <laughs> categorized songs into three different categories our red our blue and our green and we only did blue instead of yellow because we could not read yellow on paper i had somebody dm me and say wouldn't yellow make more sense for the stoplight yes we can't read yellow okay yeah and we're going off of like a massive like shared document between danny and i where like they're color-coded and it was originally yellow, but we literally couldn't read the name of the song. 
<laughs> so blue is our maybe category. Blue, it should be yellow. That's the, it could be written about Taylor. Might not be. Wouldn't surprise us really either way. Mm -hmm. Green is, we would bet money that it is about Taylor Swift. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be. We could be wrong, but we would bet money. And red is, nar, like probably <laughs> not. That's... It's really not likely, but somebody out there on the internet had an argument enough for it that it ended up on this episode. And when people had yep. absolutely outrageous takes about what his songs could be about, we just left them off entirely. But if there's a good enough backing, it's on this list. <laughs> I'm excited to get into this one. I know Danny is our big directioner on the tailoring team. So I'm going to let you go ahead and start us off. Sounds good. So... In the late fall of 2012, out came One Direction's sophomore album, Take Me Home. And for what it's worth, I liked Up All Night. Take Me Home was the album that did me in. That's where I was like, all right, I'm here. I'm here to stay. Let me start my fanfic. <laughs> Let me start my fanfic is a personal attack and exactly what happened. So <laughs> the only song on Take Me Home that has any sort of backing at all is back for you it's a red for me because i don't think that any song on take me home was about taylor swift because timeline wise it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense and most of their music was written for them at this time in their career they didn't have a big hand in the songwriting but the song back for you did have writing credits for both harry styles and niall horan both mm -hmm. of which were part of my fanfic by the way anyway but it also has some other people like falk fogelmar savan katecha so other people that are unrelated to harry and niall in their personal lives so i don't necessarily think that it's about taylor however the lyrics are like i'll take you through the chorus real quick baby you don't have to worry i'll be coming back for you back for you back for you lately i've been going crazy so i'll be coming back for you and the only reason that people had an argument for why this could be about taylor is because they had their two-week thing in april of 2012 and then they split. He was in Australia, macking on some chick. And then they got back together in like October of 2012-ish is what mm -hmm. we've kind of landed on with the context yeah. that we have. And the lines of I'll be coming back for you almost make it sound like, okay, like, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm going to go party in Australia and do this up all night tour, whatever. But I will be back for you. And the lyrics of like, I'm looking out at the crowd, you're everywhere, I'm watching you from the stage, your smile's on every face, and every time you wake up, you hear me say goodbye, because he's leaving for tour. So, mm -hmm. do I think it's about Taylor? No, I don't. I wouldn't stake any money on it. I wouldn't even really put it in the maybe category, but it's the only song on the Take Me Home album that could conceivably be about Taylor. I, yeah. It's like songs on red being about Harry Styles. Like, these are both albums that came out in 2012. It's really like, eh. How fast can they like truly turn around these songs? You know, I know they can turn around songs quickly if they really want to, but like, especially with that many cooks in the kitchen for this song and like the songwriting credits. There were um, a lot of cooks in the kitchen on this one. Yeah. I didn't even mention them all. Before we move on from the album, Take Me Home, I did want to point out a lyrical parallel here that we pointed out on the last episode, but I think it's worth mentioning here as well. So Take Me Home is the album that came out when they had their like, actual three-month relationship right it was like mm -hmm. that era of harry styles and in style by taylor swift she sings take me home coincidence <gasps> i think not <laughs> which we did mention last week and i cannot believe that just flew over our heads for the longest just take me home yeah our very first the muses harry styles episode we didn't even mention that because we didn't even think about it 
granted, both of us misheard that lyric in two different ways for almost the entirety of our Swifty careers. So, you know. It's crazy to me. As a 1989 fan, I heard just take me on and you heard just take me out. She doesn't enunciate. It's not our fault. But like, what is... Because I both of ours makes sense take me on makes sense as just take me on let me be your girlfriend and then take me out be proud that you're with me just take me out take me home also makes sense whatever anywho tangent let's get back to it so the next album we're going to talk about one direction was just churning and burning albums every (laughs) year for their duration of their time together uh contractually and also when you have that many people in the band there's so many ideas and they were just on the road go 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 anyway the following year, we get Midnight Memories, which is just such a good album. I just, oh, God. After this, I'm going to go listen to all of One Direction again. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm just listening to the playlist that we're going to make. So there's a few songs on there that are speculated to potentially be about Taylor Swift. We've got a couple blues and a red. Yeah, so the first blue is Something Great, and it's written with Gary Lightbody, who also co-wrote The Last Time with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Something Great. Just reading the lyrics, that kind of sounds generic to me, which I think is why it's a maybe for us. But there are some lines that just could fit the narrative of Harry and Taylor. And for me, the big one is, one day I'll come into your world and get it right. One day we'll get back together and it'll work this time, is how I interpret that line. I mean, that is what it sounds like to me. And he laments throughout this song of like, is it just too much to ask for something great? And he's going over things that he's done to make things, you know, end the way that they did. I want you here with me, like how I pictured it. So I don't have to keep imagining. And there were fuck ups that were made that led them to not being together. I understand the argument of it being about Taylor Swift, especially since there's the Gary Lightbody co-write there. And obviously Gary Lightbody had already worked with Taylor Swift on Red with the the last time. And so it, it would make sense. I wouldn't necessarily bet on it, though. This is really early in Harry's like songwriting career mm-hmm. professionally. And so I don't know how personal he was, if I'm being yeah. honest. And in the songwriter list that I'm looking at, he's listed as the last one. So who knows how much he actually touched this song, you know? Exactly. But I, I think it's a blue. I feel okay making yeah. that a blue. Could be. Like, could be. I, again, think it's too generic, but I also don't know Harry's specific past and, like, all of his relationships to the degree that I know Taylor's, obviously. So when I say it sounds generic, it, it could be very obvious about a relationship that I just simply know nothing about. So just take my words with a grain of salt when it comes to Harry's past here. So disclaimer going forward. <laughs> also, God, Something Great is my least favorite song on Midnight Memories. Um, really? it, it is. It's my least favorite song. I still think that the album is a no-skip album for me, but it's my least favorite song. The Last mm-hmm. Time is like one of my least favorite songs on Red. Do I just not like Gary Lightbody's music? Maybe. It's worth listening to some of his music alone to see what you think, you know? I like Snow Patrol's music. Interesting. But when he does other people's stuff, I don't like it. I don't know. Interesting. Ooh, just interesting Danny lore there. (laughs) So the next blue song is Happily, which is one of my favorites. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's tied for my number one, I'm pretty sure. Before we get into talking about Happily and some of these romantic 
esque songs from this time in their career. I have to mention it because I know people will be mad if I do not. And that's Larry Stylinson. And for those who don't know what that is, it is a mix together of the names Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson. And they were two members of the band together. And there was a lot of speculation at the time that they were in a very secret relationship. I, I, I can't objectively talk about Larry Stylinson because I was so deep in the fandom at the time and there was like a really strong group of people who believed this and people who didn't and at the end of the day I don't know I don't know if they ever hooked up would it surprise me no it wouldn't if they didn't it also wouldn't necessarily surprise me but a lot of people speculate that several of these songs were written from Harry about Louis Tomlinson and I'm not going to disregard that it's totally possible but we aren't a Harry Styles podcast we don't deep dive Harry Styles mm-hmm. relationships so I don't feel qualified to talk about them on a hot mic but I had to get that out of the way anyway let's talk about happily and regardless of that there are potential lyrics that I think could be about Taylor or seems to be about Taylor, right? Especially in context with other songs that we're going to talk about that Harry Styles wrote later, which I'm not going to deep dive into too much right now. We got to build our case for it, you know? So like I have a list here of some songs that I think have very interesting lyrical parallels throughout Harry's discography, which I find to be fascinating. It's also like, it's 4 a.m. and I know that you're with him. Taylor's songs are always like, it's 2 a.m., whatever, which is just, interesting i don't think that like is a big indicator that it's about taylor but it's just interesting and the whole i wonder if he knows that i touched your skin if he feels my traces in your hair it's giving like him by harry styles which again like i said we'll deep dive later as we get to it but it's just giving regret (laughs) and also when we go into the lines of like i don't care what people say when we're together you know i want to be the one to hold you when you sleep i want it to be you and i forever i know you want to leave so come on baby be with me so happily that's the hook right there right when we talk about their relationship a big motif of the halo relationship is media eyes on them and what people had to say about them Mm -hmm. now again we can throw this over to the larry silence and argument and be like i don't care what people say that we're gay or that we're together or whatever. So there's that take on it. But there's also the take of the media wasn't kind to either of them and it wasn't a homosexual relationship. The media was still unkind to them. That, to me, reads as either direction, no pun intended, but it could be inspired by the relationship with Taylor. Would I bank on it? Not necessarily. But he did write this song. He wrote this song with, again, Sabin Kotecha and Carl Fogg. And Harry and Taylor both interviewed about, yeah, the media like will just like ruin your relationships if you're not careful. It's so hard to balance having these new exciting feelings about someone and the media taking it and twisting it and making it really difficult. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our timeline episode, two episodes prior to this. We give you verbatim quotes out of Harry and Taylor's mouths. Like we watched videos of them saying it and transcribed it for you. It definitely goes along with that as well. And also, I just love this song. So go to our playlist and listen to this song because the song rocks. That feels like a pretty good blue to me. Could be, but I wouldn't stake any money on it. And then the last song on Midnight Memories, which people have talked about potentially being about Taylor. And that is Right Now. Right Now is a red for me. But just the basics of it, it was co-written by Ryan Tedder, Liam Payne, Louis Tomlinson, and Harry Styles. You know, I can't imagine that Louis and Harry would write a song about Taylor together, especially with, like, Liam in the room. That just sounds very bizarre to me. But we'll get into the lyrics a little bit. It's a really generic song. 
you know, at this time, a lot of their music was intentionally pretty generic to appeal to their very broad fan base. So anyone would hear it and be like, oh, they're singing to me. It's very like repeat mm-hmm. stuff by Bo Burnham, like the you have to make sure this applies to every single girl. But, you know, listening to they're it. Boy band. Yeah, they're a boy band, right? It could be right now. I wish you were here with me because right now everything's new to me and I can't fight the feeling. It's so general. I trust your reds. Again, a lot of these songs are really generic, intentionally really generic. So I wouldn't state that this really has anything to do with Taylor Swift. But people on the internet made the argument that when you listen to these lyrics that are a little more specific, like late night spaces with all our friends, you and me, yeah, love these faces just like how it used to be. And we'll be going home for so long. I know I won't be on my own. It could be. I don't think it is. There was enough of an argument that it's here, but we're going to move on to the next album. Four in 2014. I love four too. I love all these albums. Who am I kidding? All right. There was only- yeah, you've said that every single time. <laughs> every album. <laughs> no, I, t- I think about Up All Night, their debut, and I'm like, Up All Night's fine. And then I listen to it, I'm like, God, this album fucking rocks. So I just love One Direction. Anyway, uh, four in 2014. I really thought, you know, doing research that there would be more speculation about songs on this album being about Taylor Swift. And that was not the case because there was only one and it's a blue and it's where do broken hearts go. And the beginning verse of this song kind of talks about how he's recognizing that he did something wrong, or at least the subject of the song. There's a lot of co-writers on this song but (laughs) with counted all my mistakes and there's only one standing out from the list of things I've done all the rest of my crimes don't come close to the look on your face when I let you go it's kind of giving say don't go like I'm about to leave but please say don't go and he let her go Mm -hmm. I also hear the lyrics and the hook of are you sleeping baby by yourself or are you giving it to someone else and then I hear was it over when he unbuttoned my blouse? I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm trying to find you, but I just don't know. Where do broken hearts go? I, God, I love this song. I love this song. I could gush about One Direction forever. It's important to note, though, that Harry Styles is credited as the primary songwriter on this song, and he's the only member of the band who touched the song lyrically. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be about anyone of the band specifically, it's going to be about him and his experience. It's so fun when I think about, like, Taylor Swift writes all of her own songs. I'm very used to artists writing their own songs, even though most of the time they don't. And I look at the writers for all of One Direction songs and, like, Steal My Girl, which was the debut song from this album, like, the, the lead single. Harry didn't touch it. Harry didn't touch that song. But Where Do Broken Hearts Go? The other guys didn't touch that song. Like, it has to be so interesting having multiple yeah. people in the band contribute. And you never know who's going to contribute the most. I think that the strongest songwriter in One Direction and probably producer was actually Louis Tomlinson at the time. He's on a lot of this stuff. But when Harry came in, he came in swinging. And I think it's important to note that, yeah, there are a lot of co-writers on a lot of these songs. And Harry's name is one of many. But we don't know the extent of some of these songwriting credits. And I'm going to use Taylor, a Taylor Swift song as an example because I know the most about Taylor Swift for any musical artist. So this is all that I have to go off of. All Too Well has songwriting credits for Taylor and Liz Rose. And Liz is credited because she helped Taylor take a massive song and squish it into like a normal four to five minute song. And the lyrics themselves are Taylor's and maybe Liz like helped her tweak some things to make it flow as a shorter, more like conventionally length song. But 
that was why she had songwriting credits on that song, not because she wrote the chorus for Taylor necessarily. So songwriting credits could be something as simple as that, helping the final edit of the song when Taylor, in this example, wrote all the lyrics from her heart and they're just trying to make it work together to like be a cohesive song. So that's all that we got from 4, which again, I expected more about Taylor would be on 4 because it came out in 2014. It would make sense. More from 4. But 2014 (laughs) was also the year that 1989 came out, which is so Harry Styles inspired. And I think that 1989 coming out and being so open and Taylor just spilling all this tea about the relationship gave Harry permission to write about it is kind of how I understand it. Like in his brain, at least. Yeah. I don't think that he felt very comfortable being open about writing about really personal stuff. And then Taylor did it. Taylor came in swinging herself and was like, here's this entire pop album and several of these songs openly reference you. So he went, all right, let's play. Bet. Bet. You want to play ball? I'll play ball. I think we can see that when we get later to some of the unreleased songs. There are some unreleased One Direction songs from the era that he wasn't really releasing songs that felt like they were about her. So he was ready to get his feelings out, but he didn't think it would be cool to release them. And she was like, style. It's, it's, (laughs) we all have that person. It's not about it. The hook is, we never got a style and I thought that'd be too long of a title. Whatever, Taylor. Remember when you hit the brakes too soon. (laughs) not all of the detail so then we get to one direction's final album together devastated i say together zane had already left the band in 2015 in march of 2015 devastating to this day breaks my heart we get into made in the am and made in the am was where harry had that permission in his head we think so we enter our first green which is perfect if this song is not about taylor swift he sure framed it to look like it was about Taylor Swift, you know? And the line that gets me the most, so like going through the verse, whatever, 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 chorus, whatever. And if you like cameras flashing every time we go out, and if you're looking for someone to write your breakup songs about. Like, are you kidding? Seal the deal. Who was the most like famous, she'll write a breakup song about you during this era? Who? I I can't even imagine it being about anybody else because Harry Styles' dating life is relatively public information. I mean, I say that. We don't know what happens behind closed doors, but it's not like he's private when he's dating somebody for the most part. This is so Taylor Swift. And the uh, camera's flashing every time we go out. Come on, listen to the last couple episodes. We talk so much about the media being the silent third person in their relationship. You think I didn't see you? There were flashing lights. It's such a strong string that ties all of these together about the media being the third person in their relationship and about how that impacted their relationships and how they both knew that it wasn't going to work out. She sings about it's the shot in the darkest dark and about how she knew that it wasn't going to work out anyway. And he's got the line of, girl, I hope you're sure what you're looking for because I'm not good at making promises. Like he knew it wasn't going to work either. And other like lyrical parallels here. If you like midnight driving with the windows down, parallels midnight. You pick me up, no headlights. To me, this relationship, just from his perspective, sounds like it was so much fun. And it was supposed to be fun and flirty and cool. And what if you like having secret little rendezvous and if you like doing things you know that we shouldn't do. He just wanted it to be fun and sexy and cool. And Taylor was looking for something more serious. And this seems really evident with this song to me. And on top of that, We've played it in a past episode. Again, we don't do song clips anymore, but if I can find somebody who's made it and put it on Spotify, I will put it on our playlist. Style and Perfect 
mash up perfectly. No pun intended. Suspiciously well. Suspiciously well. I might never be your knight in shining armor that to me plays homage to Taylor's like fantasy romance themes. Like it's a love story, baby. Just say yes. I'll be the prince and you'll be the princess. If you've been with this podcast for a long time, we talk about how a lot of her early music has that like fantastical element, like long live. I had the time of my life fighting dragons with you. Knight in Shining Armor slips into that perfectly. The next line after Knight in Shining Armor, we get, I might never be the one you take home to mother. I want you to remember that lyric, guys. I want you to remember that because there's a parallel coming up. So put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. And again, obviously, Harry Styles is credited as the primary songwriter on this, but also Louis Tomlinson. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe they did write about Taylor together, which would be super interesting. There are other writers on this, obviously, like Julian Bonetta, who is a strong member of their team, and Jacob Kasher. We have a lot of people on this, but this is primarily Harry and Louis, it seems. All right. So we've got a few reds that we want to go through here on Made in the AM. And I'll I'll move pretty quickly through them. Drag Me Down. Great song. Drag Me Down. I think this was their lead single from this album, actually. But he didn't write Drag Me Down. He did not write Drag Me Down. None of the members of the band wrote Drag Me Down, actually. It was written by their songwriting team. But there's an interesting lyrical parallel. Again, this was pointed out online, so I have to say it, despite this being read. And They've got the lyrics, all these lights, they can't blind me. With your love, nobody can drag me down. Again, that's the hook. But the lights are so bright, but they never blind me from Welcome to New York. Just a parallel, just worth noting. Yeah, and flashing lights too, the motif of flashing lights and lights blinding me. It's it's just interesting. The next song that we want to talk about is the song Infinity. And Infinity was also written by that same songwriting team actually the same three guys uh, that did drag me down did infinity so he did not write infinity but there is an interesting lyrical parallel because in this song we have the lyrics of how many nights have you wished someone would stay lie awake only hoping they're okay i've never counted all of mine and the reason that's important is we talked last week i told you guys to put a pin in it so i hope you did boop unpin there are so many times where there is a lyrical moment with taylor and with harry in this instance of wishing someone would stay and taylor just wishes someone would stay all you had to do was stay and then we have the lyrics of how many nights have you wished someone would stay Yeah, and even beyond songs about Harry, like, we have Stay, 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 like, that was, like, at least I interpret Stay, Stay, Stay as a daydream about the perfect relationship in which no matter what crazy shit happens, no matter how crazy she gets in an argument, they just stay. Like, staying is the ultimate, like, form of love for her. Like, you must really love me if you're willing to stay through this. That is something really important to Taylor that we can kind of draw from her music and from her talking about it is how desperately she wants somebody to stay through everything. Would it be enough if I could never give you peace? It Would it be enough if all of that didn't matter and I was still with you and you were still with me and you stayed? And she's wanted that for so long, just somebody to stay despite the bad. So, you know, it's not totally unrealistic that people have caught on to that and decided to write music about it. He didn't write this song, which is what lands it in a red. But if yeah. his name was on this song, I would have bought it. Yeah. Yeah, same. And like short little tangent, Taylor's, because we believe, at least Danny and I believe so strongly that staying is in Taylor's brain, the ultimate form of love that she could receive from someone, someone willing to stay with her. That's why the We Will Stay fan project in Argentina makes me so 
emotional. And Travis if, holding up the sign. Yeah, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, in The Archer, which is one of Taylor Swan's off of Lover, which she performs in the Eras Tour, she has lyrics that are, who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? You could stay. And fans in Argentina made signs that said, we will stay, and they held it up for her during that part. And I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> so the next song, another red here. We have End of the Day. And End of the Day is a red because he did not touch this song. He did not write it. Uh, a couple of other band members did, actually. Louis Tomlinson and Liam Payne. And for some reason, Lunch Money Lewis also was on this song. <laughs> they had a lot of people in the songwriting room. It's not a Taylor Swift situation. But there is an interesting moment in this song that we need to talk about. And it is, there's the lyric that says, she said the night was over. I said it's forever. 20 minutes later, wound up in the hospital. 20 stitches in the hospital room. 20 minutes later in the hospital room. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy to me that he was not on this song. Because what the fuck? Yeah, what is that? Who else? What? <laughs> I don't recall them going to the hospital. Well, you know, I guess Liam Payne. I said Liam Payne was on this song, right? I did. So yeah. Liam Payne was in the hospital. He had issues. So it doesn't mean it's about okay, Taylor. Okay, 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 okay. Cool. It's interesting because, you know, 20 minutes later, wound up in the hospital on like a night when they were doing their snowmobile stuff in Utah. And yeah. it probably was really romantic until they both almost died. <laughs> yeah. And she references that directly in Out of the Woods and like the 20 minutes later in the hospital and the 20 stitches in the hospital. That's just weird. What a coincidence there. It's <laughs> definitely weird. If Harry's name was on that, I'd believe it immediately. So the next red is Long Way Down. Once again, he did not write Long Way Down. It was written, again, by Liam Payne and Louis Tomlinson and a couple other people. So there is an interesting parallel in lyrics here. The opening line in Long Way Down. We made a fire, went down in flames. So it's gonna be forever, or it's gonna go down in flames. Interesting parallel. I don't think... interesting. I don't think this song's about Taylor Swift, but it's super fun to think it could be. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if, like, some of the co-writers on it, like, obviously, Taylor just released her album. Harry's getting a lot of interviews about Taylor, 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 Taylor. And to make, like, a cash grabbery reference to a Taylor song, you know? It doesn't sound totally... not outlandish to me in my brain. And, like, something, the idea of something going down in flames isn't, like, Taylor Swift came up with that necessarily. So that very well could just be an innocent coincidence. Those are all reds. We're moving into a blue now off of Made in the AM. And that is Walking in the Wind. God, I love Walking in the Wind so much. Walking in the Wind is a bonus track. And it was written by Harry and a couple other team members that we've talked about. I think it's more likely that this song is kind of an ode to fans a little bit. If I'm Mm -hmm. being honest, because they knew that this was going to be their last album, even if it wasn't a public thing yet. And when you read some of these lyrics, like, you will find me in places that we've never been for reasons we don't understand walking in the wind. As a fan, I hear that. And this feels like an ode to fans, almost like Long Livy. And they've got their song History, which kind of ties into that. A feeling, you know, of like, you you and me got a whole lot of history. So it's about the fans in my brain. But some people believe that it could be about Taylor Swift because you've got the lines, the fact that we can sit right here and say goodbye means we've already won. A necessity for apology between you and me, baby, there is none. And so some people hear that and hear him being like, you know, we were able to have our amicable split in the end, even like Mm -hmm. we were going back and forth, we're trying to be friends. And that's how some people hear it. 
we had some good times, didn't we? Wear our hearts on our sleeves. Again, I think this is more about the fans, if I'm being honest. The fact that we can sit by right here and say goodbye means we already won could also mean about the band breaking up. But it had a decent enough argument, so I made it a blue. I didn't even think about that angle of it being about fans when I first read through it. I have highlighted here, goodbyes are bittersweet, but it's not the end. I'll see your face again. And if we're looking at it through a Taylor Swift lens, that could be interpreted as... I know we're always going to fall back together. Every time we break up, it's never the end. Like, I'll see you again. But it could be also sentimental and heartfelt for fans too. Like, I know we're leaving, but it's not goodbye forever because we're still here, even though the band isn't. The next song is Red and it's Wolves. And Wolves was not written by Harry Styles. So I don't think that it is about Taylor. However, especially since they, you know, they all had their relationships that were pretty publicized. And I'm sure that impacted all of their relationships, right? But it's worth noting that Wolves sounds very much like a song of trying to dodge the media. Uh, in the middle of the night when the wolves come out, they head straight for your heart like a bullet in the dark. One by one, I take them down. We can run and hide. Ain't going down without a fight. It's so I know places he and its themes in my head. Yeah. I, and the fact that he didn't write it, obviously, whatever, it's off the table. But it's so interesting, like, that it's about running from the media and calling the media the wolves and Taylor's version of it. Funny <laughs> pun that I didn't mean. And I know places, like, they are the hunters, we are the foxes, and wolves are hunting. It's interesting. But it's a red because he didn't write it. And the next song is History. Again, History is not something that he had a pen on that was primarily Liam and Louie but god I love saying their names together it just flows off the tongue but that's primarily Liam and Louie and history to me seems more like an ode to fans as well as walking in the wind but you know some people think that it could be about the history of their relationship and like getting the feeling you want to leave this all behind when they were going back and forth for as long as they were some people think that history is about Taylor I don't he didn't write it, but all of the rumors, all the fights, we always find a way, to wait, a way to make it out alive. I thought we were going strong and holding on. I don't know. I don't think it is. It's a red. Yeah, okay. he didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't write it. The last song on this album, Olivia. Olivia, do you want to talk about Olivia, which you'd never heard until I showed it to you somehow, even though this song bangs? Literally, I never knew this song existed until Danny came into my life, if you can believe it. Like, that's how detached I was from One Direction like literally One Direction did it was like dead to me they weren't the Jonas Brothers you know I was just like I only have room for one boy band in my teenage heart okay that's so crazy to me this song's gonna play at your fucking wedding (laughs) because it's just that good your name's (laughs) Olivia and you're so lucky I wanted my name to be Olivia so bad when this song came out and then he ended up later dating Olivia Wilde that's low-key nuts Anyway, if you missed the timeline episode, an important detail about this song, or I guess the name Olivia. Yeah, listen, I clown for this theory, low-key. I know it's a little, it's a little crazy. It's a crazy theory. It's stretching. My back hurts a little bit. From but, the stretch, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I'm down to clown sometimes. So Olivia is also the name of Taylor's cat, right? Right. And if you were along for our timeline episode, like we said earlier, what are you doing here? Go listen to the timeline episode. There is speculation that Harry was there with Taylor when she adopted Olivia because of things that we mentioned in the timeline episode. There's this interview about the song Olivia when someone asked One Direction, who's Olivia? Huh? Valid question. And Harry responds, is Olivia a person? Is Olivia a place? is Olivia a feeling I don't know 
so it that kind of signifies to me that there is no Olivia person here like genuinely like I know he was being a little bit of an asshole but like I think that he shows his cards too much in interviews. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> Had a tendency, does. tendency, at least, to show his cards too much. And so he definitely exposed that Olivia was a metaphor. And what perfect metaphor than using the name of your ex-girlfriend's cat? The cat that they got together, supposedly. Yeah, I, be- I believe that theory genuinely. The evidence isn't concrete, but I believe it. I love this song so much. He did end up later dating in Olivia and Olivia Wilde, ironically, but that doesn't matter. I, yeah. I put this as a blue because it definitely could be written about Taylor using like the pseudonym. The opening line is, remember the day when we've given up when you told me I didn't give you enough. All of your friends were saying I'll be leaving you. That makes sense to me, knowing what we do factually know about Taylor and Harry's relationship of, I said, I love you. You say nothing back. Like, I give you everything and you give me nothing. Also, this lyric here, this isn't the stain of a red wine. I'm bleeding love. <laughs> Your burgundy on my t-shirt when you decide to buy it to me. Are you kidding? Ah! Okay. Yeah. And the bleeding love thing, that's repeated in a lot of Harry's stuff. Isn't it? Or... Why do you have to leave me out? Why'd you have to twist a knife? Walk away and leave me bleeding, bleeding. And Harry has like bleeding references later too. <laughs> okay. Say what you're feeling and say it now. Cause I got the feeling you're walking out. I think ultimately Taylor left and like was begging him to say, don't go. Don't let me leave. Don't let me blah, blah, blah. And so she's actively leaving. And later in this verse, there's something I'm having nightmares about. And these are reasons I'm crying out to be with you. You dream of my mouth before it caught you alive. I mean, I've said before that I, I really feel like the way that things went down when they were on that trip in the British Virgin Islands was that she gave him like the, then maybe we shouldn't be together. And he was like, maybe we shouldn't. That's not the answer she wanted. She wanted, no, yes, we should. Like, don't go. Say don't go. And he was like, maybe we shouldn't. And then he went and got fucked up on a mega yacht. So like, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, the the story that my brain says is she told him that she loved him on this trip. His reaction wasn't what she wanted, and it caused this spiral fight that ended in what you just explained. And that's why it ended so quickly, because things were going so well, and what, three days later, they split up? Yeah, of course, yeah. three days later, they split up. She said, I love you, and he literally said nothing back or was like, cool. Oh, I don't feel the same way. Ooh, this is too much too fast. Exactly. <laughs> that's how things can go poorly quickly. Mm-hmm. So that finishes the One Direction discography, and holy shit, we gotta get moving! Okay, now that we're done with One Direction's discog, let's go into Harry Styles and his debut album, Harry Styles, <laughs> from 2017. Harry Styles' debut, Harry's version. Oh my god. He, you know what? <laughs> First parallel, he totally copied Taylor, because her debut Self-titled. album. Self-titled? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> okay, we're being silly goofy. Anywho. There's a green on here. Actually, I put two greens, even though one is, like, more green than the other, if that makes sense. And that's two ghosts. And we talked about it in the first in the first Harry Styles episode from a year and a half ago. It literally opens. Same lips red. Same eyes blue. Same white shirt. Couple more tattoos. It's just, this song is so, like, looking back on our relationship and having that, like, lament for how things turned out. You've got the, we're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. Trying to remember what it feels like to have a heartbeat. They had a back and forth for so long, but this song just reads like that to me personally. So I put this as a green. For me, I very much so agree that this is green. This is like, if for me, 
Out of the Woods is the most Harry Style Taylor Swift song in existence. I think Two Ghosts is the most Taylor Swift song in Harry's discography. And except for a very specific unreleased song that we'll get to later. But for, when we're talking release songs, I think the song is so about Taylor Swift. The same lips red. She's known for her red lipstick. And I got that red lip classic thing that you like from style. Same eyes blue. If she has blue eyes, I will surmise that she'll probably date her from Is It Over Now? Same white shirt, couple more tattoos. You've got that long hair, slick back, white t-shirt. He's making a direct reference to style. And this is just a coincidence in my opinion, but it's interesting. The fridge light washes this room while moonlight dances on your good side. It's giving dancing around in the refrigerator light but like obviously that's not a reference but it's just interesting you know one of her more iconic like songs referencing refrigerator light also okay hold on back up we talked about taylor's songs last week but in the very first night we have don't forget the night out in la danced in the kitchen chased me down through the hallway danced in the kitchen Hmm. just interesting and another interesting one for me is the next line in two ghosts is And this was all we used to need, okay? In Slut by Taylor Swift, she says, what if all I need is you? The next song is a blue, and that is Woman. Here is something that I talked about a little bit earlier. One of the lines here is, but you're making me bleed. There's this bleeding motif going through a lot of these songs as parallels. And well, that can be general. You can apply that to any relationship bleeding after our relationship. I think it's just interesting here. Also, he has the line, I hope you can see the shape I'm in while he's touching your skin. And then we go back to Happily that we talked about earlier by One Direction. I wonder if he knows that I've touched your skin. He seems a little possessive. Yeah. This feels like a blue to me because it's not particularly specific, but there, there are little references that make it seem like it's possible. The next song is a red, and it's Meet Me in the Hallway. And we talked about, I, I told you to put a pin in it for hallway stuff, unpin. It just seems like, I mean, the very first night chased me down through the hallway. But also, it's possible because we've got this thing about him singing throughout this song, like, I've got to get better. I have to get better. Maybe we'll work it out. I don't think that this song is about Taylor, personally. I put it in a red because I just, I feel like it makes more sense for it to be about somebody else with the way that the lyrics kind of unfold. I'm not going to go through all of them. You can go read them or listen to the song if you want to. But it's interesting. He references hallways and her together quite a bit. What do you think about Maroon by Taylor Swift with You Were Standing Hollow-Eyed in the Hallway? That's another tie. Mm -hmm. Maybe it should be a blue. Maybe. Let's talk about another blue. We've got Only Angel. Uh, You know, I feel neutral that this song could be about Taylor Swift, although it's sexy. It's kind of slutty. Like, he has this entire part where he's like, want to die. I want to die. I want to die tonight because she's just such an angel and he's just so obsessed. And there's a lyric told it to her brother and she told it to me that she's gonna be an angel just you wait and see when it turns out she's a devil in between the sheets and there's nothing she can do about it (laughs) she has a brother she does have a brother (laughs) and that's a reach (laughs) right there are many girls out there that have brothers (laughs) (laughs) but something interesting here is could it take you home to mother in a skirt that short but i think that's what i like about it Hmm. 
in a tight little, little skirt. <laughs> and I, I talked earlier about the light and perfect. Um, I might never be the one you take home to mother when the truth is he was feeling that way about her. But it's also funny, given the fact that they did meet each other's mothers, but whatever. Wait, wait, before we move on, before we move on from Only Angel, end up meeting in the hallway every single time. Something about hallways. Something about hallways. (laughs) So the next blue is Ever Since New York. And for the longest, I did not think of Ever Since New York as a Taylor Swift coded song. But a lot of their relationship did take place in New York. There's just not a whole lot of lyrics in this song for us to break down. It would make sense. If he had some emotional stunting from their relationship that kind of unfolded primarily in New York. I feel like that's all we really have to go off of. I mean, what's it waiting for? Must this hurt you just before you go? I don't know. It's a little generic, but it's really repetitive. And the only thing we have is New York. But it's significant because they dated in New York. But that's all we got, I feel like. All right. So the final song we're going to talk about from Harry Styles' self-titled is my favorite song on this album and it's from the dining table it's a beautiful song and for the longest i didn't think of this as taylor swift coded but holy fuck it's taylor swift coded right so (laughs) we go in here and there's a line that says woke up the girl who looked just like you i almost said your name Hmm. interesting interesting why is that interesting olivia it's interesting because in is it over now taylor calls him the fuck out For dating women that look like her. Your new girl is my clone. If she has blue eyes, I will surmise that you'll probably date her. (laughs) And I I love this song so much. It shows how devastated he was by this relationship, whichever relationship it is. I buy because they had their back and forth for as many years as they did. That this had a real impact on him like it did her. The lyrics open up with, woke up alone in this hotel room, played with myself, where were you? Fell back to sleep, I got drunk by noon. I've never felt less cool. We haven't spoke since you went away. Comfortable silence is so overrated. Why won't you ever be the first one to break? Even my phone misses your call, by the way. We haven't spoke since you went away. It's the motif of her leaving. And then my favorite part of the song probably is the build in the bridge. It's like, maybe one day you'll call me and tell me that you're sorry too. And he repeats that over and over and over again. And then it kind of softens and he goes, you, you never do. And I think knowing... What we know about Taylor Swift, if you've been along for the entire Muses series, when Taylor decides that she's broken up with somebody, she does a really good job at not calling them. I mean, we have her song, I Almost Do. I almost picked up the phone and called you. I almost wish that we could try again, but I don't. Uh. Or like how with Joe Jonas, when he broke up with her on the phone, she literally hung up on him and didn't talk to him again. She tends to be very, very strong-willed in things like this, which I give her a lot of credit for. The fact that here Harry is saying, why won't you ever be the first one to break, gives me the vibe that he's the one that like reignites them over and over again. She never reaches out to him looking like pathetic and wanting him back. You know what I mean? Yeah. His next album, Fine Line, in 2019 has a couple of reds on it. Listen, he was dating Camille Rowe for most of 2017. They dated for like a year. So I don't think that really any song on Fine Line is inspired by Taylor at this point. He was dating Camille Rowe for a long time. You know, 
blue eyes, blonde hair. He's got a type, I guess. I think that most of this album is inspired by his relationship with her. However, there's a couple that people want to argue, so let's talk about them. And the first one's my favorite song on this album, and it's Falling. And I really think it's about Camille Rowe, and it kind of is confessional a little bit. He alludes to cheating on whoever he's dating with lyrics of, I'm in my bed, and you're not here, and there's no one to blame but the drink and my wandering hands. It sounds like he cheated. Now, some people like to argue this is about Taylor because you think all the way back to their relationship and about how he was hooking up with other girls and obviously that got in between them. But I don't think that it necessarily is. And on top of that, the real nail in the coffin is he references the Beachwood Cafe in this song and Beachwood Cafe is like Camille Rose place. So it's not about yeah. Taylor, but I like the idea that it could be because this song slaps. And I'm falling again. I'm falling again, again. People also like to argue that the song Golden is about Taylor Swift. And I just don't think that it is. Once again, I think this is Camille Rowe. I think people like to think that it's about Taylor Swift because it's such a beautiful, happy song about the subject being so golden. And I know you're scared because hearts get broken, but every girl's scared because hearts get broken, okay? This isn't about Taylor. This is about Camille Rowe. But I had to put those rumors to bed because those are a couple of reds from Fine Line. All right, we need to talk about Harry's next album. The album of the year winner, Harry's House. And Harry's House is a good album. Um, It kind of gives Old Navy background music, but like in a good way, right? And one of the best songs on there, I've classified it as a blue for maybe being about Taylor, and Mm. that is Satellite. Now, the real thing that makes people think like, hold up, hold up, this could be about Taylor, and it could be Easter Eggy, is in the music video, there's a shot with a street sign of two streets intersecting. Gold Rush and the Eagles. Hmm, interesting. And the song Gold Rush by Taylor Swift, my Eagles t-shirt hanging from your door. The the corner of Gold Rush and Eagles isn't a real intersection anywhere. I did every ounce of digging that I could. That is not an intersection that exists, which means that this was created for the music video, which seems particularly Easter eggy. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, that's weird. I feel like the lyrics to Satellite aren't like super specific besides I go round and round, like I keep coming back to you is how I interpret that, which that was what their relationship was. And the beginning of you got a new life. Am I bothering you? Do you want to talk? To me, sounds like we've been broken up when we haven't talked for a hot second and I'm rekindling this. How do you feel about it? And it could be about somebody else again. Yeah. I'm not as intimately aware with Harry's relationships as I was when I was younger or as I am with Taylor's, but mm-hmm. just worth noting. The next song we got to talk about, well, the next set of songs are the unreleased tracks by Harry, and these really give some shit away. So the mm-hmm. first one is Trouble, which was a song that was scrapped from One Direction's album, as in One Direction thought about doing it, and it didn't end up on any of their albums. But this song feels like a flip side of the coin to I Knew You Were Trouble, which again, we've established we don't think was written about Harry Styles, probably inspired her life performances of it, but not the actual lyrics. Literally the pre-chorus, we're both laying on the ground, flying in the cold hard ground. Oh, and then, so turn around and I'll hold my hands up. You know I'm trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. (laughs) For me, the line that seals the deal is... You showed me that 13 can be good. Whose lucky number is 13? Tyler Sift. Yeah, like, come on. Like, no wonder they scrapped it. That was too confessional right there. Another lyrical parallel between a Taylor Swift song and this that I notice. I still taste the time we kissed upon my lips swimming in the blue. 
in Slut by Taylor Swift, she says, aquamarine, moonlit swimming pool. What if all I need is you? Mm. What if this was a romantic moment when they were on vacation in the Virgin Islands? Hot. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my favorite unreleased Harry Styles songs is called Don't Let Me Go. And I've classified this as a green, (laughs) although originally I had it as a blue. But I love this song. I think it's so good. I think it had so much potential and I'm devastated it was never officially released. But it would make sense if this song was written from a point of like the relationship feels fragile because it's hard to breathe. He has the lyrics, it's getting harder to breathe with all of the lights surrounding him. But please don't let me go because I'm tired of sleeping alone. It really seems like he wanted to stay with her, but it just wasn't reasonable for them to stay together. I really like the song and the timeline of when it came out makes sense. I don't know. I remember when this leaked very vividly. And I wish I could talk to me from back then and be like, what lore do you know? So that I could understand who this is about from that perspective. But I placed it as a green because the timeline would make sense. Yeah, I really like the lines of all of a sudden these lights are blinding me. I never noticed how bright they would be. It gives, you think I didn't see their flashing lights, the paparazzi, whatever. And that's like, I know we keep like referencing, is it over now? It's just the first one that pops into our head. But there's so many references to like lights flashing, blinding lights. And the idea that, yeah, you know, it's been a part of our relationship for so long, but I never realized it would affect me like this is an interesting take of that. The line later in verse two that says, I promised one day that I'd bring you back a star. I caught one and it burned a hole in my hand. And from perfect, a song that we feel strongly is about Taylor Swift. He does admit to her, I'm not good at making promises. He tried, but it didn't work. And this song shows that he made a promise that he couldn't keep. It seems like these days I watch you from afar makes me think about like the award shows that they went to together where he's like obviously staring at her all the time because she's right there and looking amazing. We've got a few reds to talk about next. And the first one is She Got Away. And it was a scrapped One Direction track produced by Ryan Tedder. And originally people thought that it was about Taylor Swift because you've got, she said, I'm trying to find myself on the run from Tennessee. You know, she's from Nashville, also from Pennsylvania, but she likes to claim the Nashville when she claims the Nashville. But then there's the part, she's got a tattoo, doesn't know what it means. No, she doesn't unless there's something he knows that we don't or she doesn't cook but she's got a million recipes she cooks that's faux show so that feels Mm -hmm. like a red to me but people made the argument so here i am the next red is medicine and medicine was a scrapped harry styles track and i don't think that this song is about taylor swift he was such a playboy there's so many subjects that this could be about but some people want to make that argument about his unreleased songs being unreleased because they were so taylor targeted and that obviously stirs up a lot of media attention and he didn't necessarily want that but some people like to argue it Uh, i had a few got drunk on you and now i'm wasted and when i sleep i'm gonna dream of how you tasted (laughs) so Anyway, some people like to argue it. I don't think so. I just think that he's kind of a slut, but in like a hot way. And this isn't about Taylor Swift. Speaking of slutty Harry Styles songs, let's talk about another scrapped one. And that is Hunger. I put this as a red as well, because we've got these lyrics of we had a hunger then, only each other then, couldn't get enough when we started, always a hunger then, we were starving, blah, blah, blah. I don't see that as a motif when he's singing about Taylor. I don't necessarily think that he looks at their relationship as primarily sexual. And that's what these last couple of songs almost seem like is that it's about the sex primarily. And I I don't think that that's what they were to one another. So I also placed that in a red. Mm -hmm. The next one we have is already home. And for me, I think for the most part, it feels pretty generic overall, but there's an interesting parallel here 
the chorus kind of goes along to say like can we start believing that you're already home no one needs to know that you're already home and for me this this is almost a parallel for taylor scream singing take me home in style which i think is a reference to the album take me home but i think this is a direct or could be a direct response to just take me home take me home you're already home which is sweet if that's what it is is really the only argument for it but it did put it in a blue category we have a couple greens and i'm so excited to talk about these greens yeah, yeah The first one is Half the World Away, which was scrapped from Take Me Home, their 2012 album. But the only vocals on the demo that got leaked were from Harry Styles. And these lyrics, to me, just seem so Taylor Swift-coded, especially with the timeline of when he would have written it. So you're not my girlfriend. Don't pretend that makes us nothing. Tell me you don't miss this feeling. I'm starting to see who you are. Like, I messed up. You'll be fine. I'm going to sleep alone tonight. And he, like, cheated, I guess. They weren't official. He was like, I kissed her goodbye. We didn't stay the night together. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The bare minimum is not kissing other people. But he saw the bare minimum (laughs) is not having sex with them. So whatever, men. Anyway. Okay. A story you'd heard. Now you rest on these three words. Like, I love you, maybe. I don't know. Even though that scenario would have happened after Take Me Home came out. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying that there's a lot of parallels on here that make sense. Are we going down, down, down? I want you around, round, round. Mm. I'm really passionate about this. It doesn't matter. Because you're half a world away. Where was he when he, like, low-key cheated? Australia. How many miles away is that from America? Depends on where you are, but about 10,000. I messed up. You'll be fine. I'm going to sleep alone tonight. It was just a kiss. I was kissing a friend goodbye. <laughs> you whatever, Harry. Yeah, I I buy that. It comes across messy teenage boy making excuses. Also, I'm on my knees and babe, I'm bleeding. Another bleeding reference. If you were a good friend, you'd always be there when I needed. A little subtle gaslighting. Sounds very like teenage boy. boy. I know I kissed my friend goodbye, but like I thought you were supposed to be my friend and to be there for me. You're being crazy right now. Gaslighting's actually not real. You're crazy. So. (laughs) Let's talk about him and not him as in Harry Styles, him as in the song. Olivia, take it away. This is my favorite one. This one is so about Taylor Swift. You can't tell me it's not. I would simply call you a liar. Okay. So you were right. There's always two. The one who stays and the one who's leaving you. This part really gives me just Taylor's music overall. It's either stay, stay, stay. You're going to stay and be with me or you're leaving me. You left. Why did you leave? Who could ever leave me, darling, but who could stay? I know that's a later song in her discography that's like well after her relationship with him. But I think that's a line in The Archer because it's a theme throughout her music time and time and time and time and time again. And I think this is just an overall reference to her and the art that she creates. Are you kidding? That nice dress in my wildest dreams. The lipstick stains you still left or you left still on my sheets. What the fuck, Harry? This is so targeted. I wish he'd released yeah. this. It would have been so I get messy. why it was unreleased. <laughs> yeah, because it's so targeted. Oh, uh, there's so I, many fun parallels here. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear about him in these songs you continue to write. Who else is writing songs that he dated? It was me that you had on your mind. I was with you when you wrote that line. And I, I am desperate, fiending to know what song did she release that was about, do you know? I have a really exciting theory about this. Talk about it. Okay, 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 okay. So I don't want to hear about him in these songs you continue to write, right? 
she didn't write anything about Harry for sure. Like we think that maybe some bonus tracks on Red could be about Harry, but nothing was like post Harry relationship necessarily until 1989. There are rumors that him was written in 2014, likely after 1989 was released. And while we believe that a lot of the love songs on 1989 about Harry Styles, there's one in particular that we don't think is about Harry Styles. We think it could be about someone she was on a movie with or someone she went on a little date with to make Harry jealous. Wildest dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Are you following me? I'm following. <laughs> I don't want to hear about him in these songs you continue to write. I was with you when you wrote that line. It was me that you had on your mind. And he goes to reference what I think that line is in that nice dress and my wildest dreams. And I know that in our fandom here in the Swifty land, it has been a common assumption that that nice dress in my wildest dreams tells us that wildest dreams is about Harry Styles. I don't think it is, but I think that wildest dreams is the line that she wrote with him on her mind in, you guessed it, this love, this love being the first song that she wrote for 1989. She wrote it in October, 2012, when her and Harry got back together and started their three month thing. And she says, in silent screams, in wildest dreams, I never dreamed of this. And she was writing about Harry, at least I strongly believe she was writing about Harry. And he says, I was with you when you wrote that line. It was me that you had in your mind, insinuating that the line that she wrote about Harry, with Harry likely, because she wrote it as a poem while she was dating Harry, and then turned it into something about someone else, aka the song, Wildest Dreams. She took this concept that she wrote about Harry and turned it into a whole ass song about someone else to shove in his face. That's crazy. That's my theory. That that's crazy and sounds so right on the nose. Like I don't even think you're breaking your back for that. I don't know. I just I fully believe this theory. Let me know what you think about it, listeners at home. And if you think there are any holes in my theory, because I would love like I'm obsessed with this theory. I've I've been foaming at the mouth to tell Danny about it. Oh my god! It's because uh, it sounds it sounds so real. It sounds so honestly. I buy it. Ooh, okay. 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 Let me. We should do like a whole hymn breakdown at some point because we could talk about that for an hour. I love this song for the tea that it gives. Like, I think the song is fine by itself, but it just, it gives me so much potential tea. And there's that theme again of, I don't want to hear about him, how he's holding you better at night. Him being possessive and obsessed with the idea of someone else with her. And like I said, I've been keeping track of the amount of times that he fucking says this because it's over and over and over again. This one, I don't think is as significant but he does say do you know what it's like to fall in love from the outside and it gives the outside from debut just a little bit so before we jump into the songs that he wrote for others i want you to go through all the times that he had that possessive thing of i don't want to hear about him or i don't want to see with him whatever i just want you to do a quick rundown yep so we have happily you don't understand what you do to me when you hold his hand you know i want to be the one to hold you when you sleep it's 4 a.m i know you're with him i wonder if he knows that i touched your skin Where do broken hearts go? Are you sleeping baby by yourself or are you giving it to someone else? Perfect. I might never be the hands you put your heart in or the arms that hold you anytime you want them. Woman, but I don't want to see you with him. I hope you can see the shape that I'm in while he's touching your skin right where I should be. And I don't want to hear about him and the songs you continue to write from him. 
So talking about, first of all, he's possessive, but second of all, <laughs> talking about songs that he wrote for others, we just have a small handful. We've got I Love You for Alex and Sierra, beautiful song, super sad Alex and Sierra split up. Anyway, it is this gorgeous piece. Harry wrote under a pseudonym of Mick Greenberg and Alex and Sierra had to say about the song they said quote we were told that Mick Greenberg wrote it that's all we were told that's all we know it could be Shaq we don't know Shaquille O'Neal might have written it maybe Mick and Taylor are really good friends maybe Mick and Taylor even had a fling so this song definitely seems like that to me the lyrics are beautiful but it's kind of like this I I love you breakup song for a week and 13 days, 13, very specific. Yeah, and a week and 13 days, he could have just said almost three weeks. Or two weeks and six days. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's like a I love you breakup song. And it could be him looking back on the relationship and like lamenting about not saying I love you back in the moment. I said I love you. You say nothing back. And him being like. I love you, but I know it's too late. So I put that as a green. He also wrote the song Not Our Fault with Gavin DeGraw, but it's an unreleased song. And we've got this quote here from Gavin DeGraw, quote, a song I think sounds beautiful. It's a special song. It's called Not Our Fault, and I think it's a winner. It's about if it doesn't work out, sometimes you can't necessarily just blame it on yourselves. You know, sometimes it's what's going around on around you. Sometimes it's other things that have nothing to do with the two people involved, those factors you can't control. It touches on that type of subject. It's a way of saying you're giving up, but not necessarily you're giving up because you don't love each other. And the reason that that's important is in regards to this song specifically, we know that there's the motif of the media being the unspoken third person in the relationship that so heavily negatively impacted them. It's kind of what it's giving. Like they didn't split up for their own means, even though I think that's yeah. kind of a scapegoat for Harry because he Absolutely. Were, they, they could have stayed together. They could have stayed together. Yeah. And it kind of gives, you know, him saying like, I didn't realize the lights would be so blinding. But it's an unreleased song, so Gavin DeGraw may say it's a winner, but not enough of a winner to make it on an album, I guess. <laughs> and then we have, we've got a couple more for you. Just a little bit of your heart for Ariana Grande. Harry ended up writing it and selling it to her. And Ariana apparently stated that he couldn't record the song because he couldn't be outed about his secret lover. <laughs> And we talked earlier about how with his unreleased stuff or stuff that maybe he sold off to other people, he just didn't want to get too personal because he didn't have the green light from Taylor yet to be so vocal and so open about their relationship through song. So this could be an example of that. Yeah. And like the opening stanza of just a little bit of your heart. Well, it is like the pronouns are flipped to like fit Ariana's narrative because she's the one singing it. It reads... I don't ever ask you where you've been and I don't feel the need to know who you're with. I can't even think straight, but I can tell that you were just with her. And if Harry wrote it about his experience, like, you know, I guess, you know, it could be her still, but it's kind of giving, I don't want to think about him. (laughs) The last song on this list is Someday written for Michael Buble and Megan Trainor. Now, this is a song that he wrote, he being Harry Styles. He is listed as like the first songwriter on it as well, which is interesting. The opening verse says, I love seeing you happy. I miss seeing that smile. It's been such a long time. And although I don't have you, I know that I need to somehow make you mine. And I won't lie. It's hard seeing you with him because I know he can't hold you like I can. Huh, him. Uh, I think that overall... Harry loved Taylor, wanted to be with her, but didn't want to be with her, right? Dramatically, like a teenage boy does. I'm sure a lot of us out there that have dated teenage boys know what that's like. (laughs) I experienced it firsthand. It sucked. It's just, it's so given what we talked about a couple weeks ago, which is the, God, I wish I met you later in life. Like, that's what this gives to me. 
Like, I don't want to be with you right now because I am overwhelmed with how much I'm feeling for you. But the moment I see you move on, that makes my stomach hurt and I want you back. I don't want to see with anyone else, but I don't want to be with you. Ships in the night for real. But yeah, that's that's all the songs that we we think Harry wrote about Taylor or very well could have. With songwriters, when there's just motifs that are hit over and over and over again, I don't think that's necessarily coincidence, you know? Oh, yeah. What'd you Taylor learn this week? Oh, I learned so much this week, but one of the crazier ones has to be the Gold Rush X Eagles crossway in the satellite music video. What on earth is that, Harry? What was your favorite thing that you tailored? What you explained to me, the wildest dreams thing. Is that crazy? That's a crazy theory. And it it's plausible. It holds it makes water. so much sense. It holds water. Like it explains, I was with you when you wrote that line. Because I, I remember when I was like deep diving it, someone said on TikTok, like, what does he mean by that? Like, hmm. okay, this was so much. This was so chunky. A three-parter. What on earth is going on? And what are we talking about next week? Next week is kind of a more personal episode specifically between us and to you our listeners we are going to open up an advice column series we've had a few people reach out to us over email kind of asking us for opinions on some things that are happening in their personal life and what taylor swift songs they can listen to to help get them through it since we're all Swifties together and we all rely on her music to help us through personal things. So we're going to kind of try to disassociate with what is going on in Taylor's life for her to write these songs and kind of focus more on how can we apply Taylor's music to our personal situations and lives because Taylor loves it when we do that. So we're going to try to give you a little bit of that next week. We do have a very special story that was submitted to us via email that we want to talk about and offer this person our best advice and best Taylor Swift songs to listen to. To that point, we're trying to decide what we want to call this series. So we're going to have a poll on Spotify for this episode. Should we call this little advice column series Tay Letterbox or Dear Tay Listener? So like Dear Reader or Keeping Up With Our Tay Listener, Tay Learning thing. So that's your vote. You guys get to decide, Dear Tay Listener or Tay Letterbox. Be sure to vote on Spotify. And you Bye. can also tell us what you think on our social media. You can follow us, message us, whatever you want. Instagram and TikTok, we're at Tay Learning Podcast. On Twitter, X, whatever it's called, at Tay Learning. You can send us an email, taylearningpodcast at gmail.com. And please do. We love hearing from you, especially if you want to be part of this advice column series. Send us something that you genuinely want advice about that's not time sensitive, preferably. And we'll give you Taylor Swift songs to help give the advice. This has been a really fun three weeks. I can't believe we finally made it through the story of Harry Styles. Like we said at the beginning, when we started this, we did not think it would take three weeks to get through. But man, I think we could even talk more about it after all of this. But we are going to try to give you a little bit more content uh, because this has been a lot of Harry Styles. Lots of Harry Styles. I'm running out of ways to edit stuff for the Instagram. (laughs) For this week, for Haler, for Taylor Learning, my name's Danny. For Hey Learning. I'm sorry, just (laughs) threw up. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I think bagels are actually the peak of human invention. I love bagels. It's not going to get better than this. Forever and always, bagels are the best. Mm, good. Do you hear my eating on camera on my mic? No? Good. It's fucking gross. Oh, I want a bagel so bad, though. And they did not skimp on the cream cheese. 
Not at all. Have this bite and then we'll continue. 